This is Comics Coast to Coast. This is Brian Dunaway, and you're listening to Comics Coast to Coast, episode 334. Oh, wow. The Drew Kelly and Curtis Parvin interview. We got two tonight. Before we talk to those fellas, let's reach over here and talk to Joel Duggan of Starcrossed Online and Forge Publishing. Wait! Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. The seat's empty. No! It's true. Joel is out tonight. He is nursing a headache. Well, if you ever seen his head, you would understand why it aches. Hey! But we do have with us Matthew Charm, Matt the Wad. Matt, how are you? Tis I. I am fantabulous. Excellent. Thank you for asking. Oh, excellent. And uh, we'll be expecting more from you during this episode. You got to step up because Joel, you know, he's a talker. <gasps> <sighs> Whatever. Hey, let's uh, let's get on to the show. Uh, if you're if you want to see uh, Drew Kelly and Curtis Parvin's work, uh, you can head over to. Uh, SplashPageComicBooks.com And let's get Drew Kelly in here with us. Drew, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us and talk about your work. Speaking of your work, Drew, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah. um, I don't know. I'm just living the dream, man. Yeah. I'm I'm drawing a book that I helped create. I've uh, been thinking about it for more years than I'd like to admit. Oh, wow. uh, it's it's taken a while to get to where we are, but man, it, it feels really good to be here. Um, I'm I'm the artist. I don't know if I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And when I'm not doing the comic, I got a part time job to help support the comic. Yeah, which is nice. it is. Now, <laughs> I, I we all have to do it. It's uh, it is a it is a case of how it is in the 2018s. Also, if you're not familiar with which comic he's talking about, because there are a few on SplashPageComicBooks.com, we'll talk about those as well. But we're going to specifically mostly talk about tonight, uh, Beard Fist, the legend of Beard Fist. And with us as well is Curtis Parvin. How are you good, sir? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. So, Curtis, same drill. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Well, I'm a partner and writer at Splash Page Comics, uh, the company that Drew and I founded in 2016. And I have a background in English and filmmaking and screenwriting. And I am currently working a part-time job to support the to support the comic stream. Uh, I work at a library, so find place for an author to be. That is great. Hold on a second. Let me pick myself up at the floor because all of that just blew me away. I love it. Uh, both you guys are just very, uh, uh, how you say, super interesting. I tell you, we describe this podcast a lot of times as just some artists and creators getting together and just having a little conversation over coffee. And I'm telling you, I wish we were all sitting right now at a coffee shop somewhere and hanging out. We're going to pretend we're going to put our pretend hats on and pretend just that. What are you guys ordering? I'm getting a uh, double short non-fat hazelnut mocha. Anybody? No? I'm, I'm getting a coffee. cookie. You're getting a cookie? Fine. Yeah, sure, they, sure, they serve cookies there, too, I, I suppose. Get, depending on the weather, I'd probably get a hot chocolate and uh, maybe a cookie. I can see that. So, I'm the only coffee drinker? Well, dang. No, I don't feel bad, man. I get a nice coffee any time of the year. Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> All right. Oh, you'll, you'll even do ice in the winter? What? 
<laughs> All right, so which one of you, Drew or Curtis, who wants to give me the lowdown on Legend of Beard Fist? Who wants to tell me what it is and uh, perhaps where it came from? I'll let Drew take that one. Drew. I was going to say Curtis describes it best. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, sir. No, no. After you. So, yeah, somebody give me something, though, or otherwise I'll just read the description right off the webpage. I'll do it. Don't think I won't. Is that what y'all want? I'll do it. All right. A legend of Beard Fist. Ophelia, a woman who once traveled with a legendary Beard Fist, tells her tale of adventures to a new friend, Sima. Is that right? It's uh, Sima. Sima. And so kind of pronounced like uh, Zima, but with an S, right? Right, yeah. Oh, and what better place to start a story than at the beginning? Now, I'm really digging Beard Fist because, first of all, it's a beard and a fist. And what's more popular uh, than, than beards and fists is I can't think of anything. It's, uh, it's, an absolute, it's an absolute boon of an idea. I'm really digging it. Uh, so you can check out The Legend of Beard Fist over at Comixology. Is that the best place for people to pick this up? At the moment, yeah, that would be the best place. Right, right. Uh, and you've got how many issues out so far? I think you. I saw two. Is that right? Yeah, the moment it's two, but that's actually uh, that's about to change. We're working on republishing them in uh, different packages. Yes. Tell me about that. Go with it. Well, the issue we're running into is that the first issue, that's a lot of issues. Uh, the right. first issue is too long to print and still make money on. So uh. we're dividing it. Uh, cutting the price down a little bit and packaging them as two separate issues, making the total amount that we have currently uh, three rather than two. Right. That makes sense because then then you get a freebie, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you. Take, it's a, twice as much profit. There you go. I'll tell you, it's a great deal because 99 cents for issue one, I just picked it up uh, off of Comixology, an Amazon company, by the way. Uh, I love my Comixology. Now, you guys are published on Comixology. Was that because you shopped it there or because they approached you? How did it go? We, we first uh, put it on Comixology just because it was, I believe it's essentially free to do that. And we thought, well, let's see if people can't get to a brick-and-mortar store, then they can they can read our stuff online. And actually, but speaking of brick-and-mortar stores, when we did our initial run of Beard Fist, we did what we we're calling the deluxe edition, which is um, 29 or 30-page uh, single issue, which is going to be what we're later going to print. Drew was mentioning the we're splitting in half. But the full one, uh, we're actually, um, in the past, the past couple months, we've been selling at... Um, Rubber Chicken Comics in oh. Bellingham, uh, Massachusetts, correct, Drew? Yeah, I believe that's right. Okay, and Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash uh, in Red Bank, New Jersey, which is the show that was featured on AMC's Comic Book Men. Yes, hey, we should talk about that. Now, did you guys, I haven't seen that episode. I do like Comic Book Men. I haven't watched anything recently. Uh, did you guys get an opportunity to go on the show, or did they just talk about your comic? How did, what, what happened there? I took a trip to uh, New Jersey with my girlfriend yes. and we paid a visit to Red Bank because I've always wanted to see the store. And I went there. I picked up some of uh, the books that Kevin Smith wrote, some of his Batman, uh, Cacophony and The Widening Gyre. Uh, Walt Flanagan, you know, signed them and drew some drew some Batman sketches on the inside covers. And as I was cashing out, I had I had an issue of Beard Fist with me, the the deluxe one, the first yeah. one. And I said, you know, I pitched uh, the comic to Mike Zapsic. I said, you know, 
know, we do this and I'm local, I'm in New England, you know, would you guys be willing to put this on the shelf and sell it? They were very responsive. And uh, I, I sent them some through the mail. And uh, as as we speak right now, they either had one left or they're or they're sold out. So we're going to get them some more. We're very excited about that. Oh, that's great. See, I love those guys. And I always thought they seem like nice folks. But, you know, TV it adds ten pounds, and it kind of, it kind of um, makes your your vision of the person a little bit wonky. So they were nice guys. Everybody was great. Oh, they were. We had, I had a great experience. They they were very nice, and I I left there. I'm like, are we selling our comic in Kevin Smith's store? Like I couldn't <laughs> believe. I didn't know what planet I was on. I had to go into like a local like video arcade and and sit down and process what just happened right i love it so are are you a kevin smith fan from from back in the day like i am or are you just like more modern kind of guy or love all those things i'm a big kevin smith fan yeah um I saw Clerks, and I'm just – that's actually what – because of my background in film, I yes. – Clerks is a movie that made me want to do um, uh, independent films to write, uh, direct, and produce. Uh, that didn't exactly work out, but in a way, that that um, falling apart led me to writing comic book scripts. So I'm actually glad I went went through the experience of, of uh, making an independent film outside of school. Right, absolutely. Uh, Matt, you had a question, I believe. I interrupted you. No, I was <laughs> – I was saying that an arcade certainly seems like a place to get your thoughts together. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. But anyway, who who was the origin of the story? Like, did it start with the, the drawing or did it start with the script? It actually, uh, it started with the drawing um, in a sketchbook of mine. Uh, basically, I was, just, I was just doodling a couple of uh, ideas and I tried to draw what I... <laughs> I was trying to draw a hipster at the time, and when I was drawing the beat, I just kept it going. I, I didn't, I didn't end it at all. Nice. And by the time it was across the page, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta cap this thing off. Yeah. And coolest thing I could think to put at the end of the beard was a hand. At the mm-hmm. time, it was doing the uh, the rock and roll, you know, uh, oh, yeah. pose. Yeah, yeah, fill up the devil horns, right? Yeah, became a temporary like staple of his uh, his overall look. Right, but. Um, we've switched to, he usually just has the fist now. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, because you don't want to scare off the, you don't want to scare off mom and dad. I mean, right. Because, uh, <laughs> it's an all ages comic is it is all ages or is it more of a, is it, does it have a slant to an age group or is it, what is it? It's more like a uh, young teen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm down with that. I like young teen because that's, let's face it. That's my maturity level. I kind of, <laughs> kind of like uh, went to like about seventeen and said, "Yeah, that's good. I don't need to be much more mature than that, right?" No, oh. I. Go ahead. I have a burning question, Whoa. but don't answer it if it, you know, if it's a spoiler or anything like that. If we shaved Beard Fist's beard, ah. is there like a legitimate limb under there, or is it really just hair? Oh no, the whole thing is just straight up hair. <laughs> Wow. Do we ever get to find out how that happened? I guess you guys are just going to have to read and yeah, see. You have to just you have to tune in. You'll have to get uh, episode four uh, <laughs> when when Beard Fist goes all, uh, I don't know, but it's going to be good. I, I've been enjoying the story so far. I've, I enjoy I enjoy a good idea, and I enjoy a good idea when it's taken even to further than anyone would think because a lot of times you come up with a great idea you're like oh look i drew a hipster with a really weird beard uh i'm just gonna put that here for now and just leave it and uh, forget about it but you said you know what this has legs or fist 
and uh, you 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 did that. So so when when you decided, hey, I got a great idea, and you said, I'm going to write this myself, and you said, wait a minute, and dun dun dun, is is there like a is there a story that that happens? How how did how did you get involved there, Curtis, or how how did that all come about? Well, what happened was uh, Drew and I actually met for the first time at like we had like a geek breakfast, which we called oh. Pegs and Eggs. So we get together <laughs> and we would we would we would play a tabletop game and have, you know, like, you know, bacon and eggs and home fries and, you know, a, kind of a brunch thing. So that was fun. Um, so we we got together that day, uh, Drew and I and a few other people, and he he mentioned Beard Fist, and I was very intrigued. He's like, I have these characters, I have a loose idea for a story. So, I mean, th- to get to the bottom of it, I think that he had characters, and he wasn't sure kind of where to, where to go with it exactly, um, where to put them on an adventure, you know, right? right. Um, how to structure the story, and uh, and then I was. I have that talent and I didn't uh, I didn't have any original characters that I could make do cool things. Right. Nothing as cool as a guy with a with a beard and a fist. I mean, come on. That's a and once I, that's a once in a lifetime idea. I mean, come on. I, I gotta tell you, man. Um, for anybody who like wants to make comics, it yeah. is much I, I recommend getting a partner, mm. like at least one mm. or two people to work with because I don't have nearly enough discipline to just like work on this by myself. If I didn't have Curtis like constantly uh, motivating me to keep working, right? This thing would never have gotten off the ground. Yes, it is. A, a, we call that an accountability partner, uh, and I suggest one for everything. If you're not married, usually people who are married have that built in, whether you like it or not. It's like <laughs> you've told me your dreams a million times. If you don't pursue them. I'm going to slap you. And that's kind of the motivation for most, most, you can, you can relate to that. Right, Matt. I mean, it's like, eh, Lana's going to smack you in the head if you don't get on it. No, no. She, she knows I'm pretty good about doing it on my own. That's because you're doing it. <laughs> I usually it. have to help her. If you, but if you slacked off, I bet you things would change a lot. Drew, do you have a motivator besides uh, Curtis over here? Yeah, I mean, I got my folks who always encouraged me to, you know, pursue my dreams and yes. get into comics. That's that's what I always talked about wanting to do as a kid. And um, if if they weren't always, you know, behind me, backing me up, I, I don't know where I'd be right now. Right. Um, it's good to have support. And of course, there's I'm not quite married, but there is my uh, my lovely fiance who oh. is the same thing. Kind of, you know, keeps me yeah. in check. So. Thanks. Congratulations. That's great. So engaged, got a fiance, heading in the right direction, I suppose. I don't know. I've been through bad stuff, but I've also been through great stuff. I highly recommend it. Hey, Curtis, how about you? Got somebody back there behind you hitting you in the head? Yeah, uh, tons of people. My parents are incredibly supportive, uh, my friends, and my girlfriend, Debbie. Oh, girlfriend Debbie. That sounds like a comic in itself. Get on it. My girlfriend, Hmm. Debbie. Hey, let me ask you a question. I got to know. Drew or Curtis, either one or both. Beards, got them? Do you have? Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. been for uh, for a couple of years now. Ever since I got out of high school, right? Uh, Curtis goes back and forth between having one and not. <laughs> usually, the weather. I like to experiment with my facial hair, right. Um, but uh, right right now I'm I'm growing a beard back just because the the summertime. I, I actually I find that I look the best with a full beard, but during the summer, especially after we just had that that heat wave, I think yes. it was last week. Uh, I, I I can't do that anymore. <laughs> 
It's true. They get so itchy at a certain point, and sometimes you just want to shave it all off. But it's man's natural state. If you can grow a beard, just imagine if all razors disappeared. We'd all be beard fist. <laughs> it could happen. I'd recommend, I, I'd recommend beards to everyone. Right. <laughs> everyone how, long, how long do you think I need to grow my beard? I, I keep a beard pretty frequent. How long does it need to be before it develops into a fist? Drew, got uh, any ideas? I, oh, Drew. <laughs> I would say... Uh, Give it about a lifetime, and yeah. then, you know, I Wow. <laughs> I, I, I can tell you how long it takes before it develops into a problem. Right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I grew a year to a couple, of, uh, a couple of years back, about, you know, 11, 12 months of growing this beard. Right. And as soon as you start, you start to get stuff caught in it when you're eating sandwiches and when you're yes. eating, when you're hovering over, over soup bowls and you're starting to get, like, tomato soup in it, that's yes. the time to cut. Now, now my 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 oldest son, who's around twenty, he he uh, and a lot of his friends, they keep the mustache low, but they keep the beard long. Is that is that the current trends of beards? So you guys in the comic comic biz? Oh, I don't know about that. I don't really try to follow the uh, current style. I just kind of mm -hmm. grow it out. Nice. That's see, that's that's what Beard Fist would say. He'd be like. <laughs> Be like, why are we talking about beards? It's just the thing. It's the thing we do. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about any anytime I talk to uh, collaborative teams, uh, a cartoonist, usually a writer and a cartoonist, I always am interested how they manage their schedules. It sounds like you guys keep motivating each other, but how do you manage uh, a schedule and keep to it? Or do you even have a schedule? Because you're not necessarily publishing on a deadline, right? I mean, you're kind of doing this at your leisure possibly yeah um drew and i were actually just talking about this we have um weekly skype meetings at like like on sunday nights mm -hmm. and um at that time we check and see if uh each person completed certain tasks during the week and then after that we give each other homework for the following week oh nice i do like the homework it's always uh it's always important you don't you don't think about it until you uh are responsible for your own life, and then homework <laughs> is necessary. That's good. So you do this. You guys sound great on Skype, so that's that's probably the reason why you guys have a little bit of practice on Skype. Uh, that's really good. Uh, so how is your uh, schedule? Like, is, is it self-paced? More or less. I mean, at, yeah. at the moment, like I said, we're working on uh, doing a second publishing run um, and kind of trying to get the, the first book out the door. Right. Uh, so it's ready for the upcoming cons that we're going to be a part of, um, and so we're putting the, like, the current issue that we're working on kind of on the back burner right. until we get everything done. Uh, which, again, that's one of the nice things about working as an independent uh, project is you really are on your own schedule. Makes sense. Makes sense. So now you two working together. I I don't know if I want to go here, but I will. Uh, <laughs> how often do you guys butt heads over something? But or beards, is it, or is it pretty smooth going? It's pretty smooth, honestly. Mm. We uh, we don't agree on everything, but we just talk it out, you know, like yeah. adults. We, I think we have a good understanding of that collaboration means that we're going to come up with ideas and that the final product is going to be more than just the sum of its parts. Like, mm. I think you have to take, I, believe, I think Drew would agree with me on this, you really have to take ego out of the equation, and it's not a Curtis project, it's not a Drew project, it's a splash page comics project. Exactly, that's, yeah, I couldn't have put it better. That's good. That's good. B package your ego into a into a brand. That's a good idea. It, it really mm -hmm. is. 
Uh, so let's do talk about Splash Page Comics for just a minute. We're, Beard Fist is the is the flagship comic, right? Mm-hmm. But I believe mm-hmm. you guys have do you guys have any other projects you're working on uh, that you want to tell us about? Well, we don't have one that we're currently working on besides Beard Fist, but we do have another title that we can tell you about. Yes, please. It was our, uh, our first project that we worked on together. Um, this one was Curtis's idea when he brought it up, and it's a young adult uh, superhero story about bullying. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's called Building Bridges. Um, well, I like that. Instead of burning them, you're building them. I like that. So is, is it a full, complete comic, like done, or is it another one that's in the process? No, no it's, it's done. It's, it's one shot. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's about 15 or 16 pages. Uh, it's black and white. It's currently available on Comixology. And a uh, really interesting thing is um, I, I had an idea. When I was in high school, uh, I, well, I came up with the idea um, because I did this thing called the Spaghetti Bridge Competition. Are you guys familiar with that at all? I am not, but tell me about it. Oh. You essentially take dry spaghetti and glue it together into some kind of structure that would support um, heavy heavy weights. Right. Um, and it's kind of just to see if, like, who's going to go on to be some kind of, you know, engineer, you know, or <laughs> physicist. Um, so I did that competition. Um, that it didn't really go anywhere with with my group, but I always found that very very interesting. So so with um, the premise for building bridges is that there's a kid, and he has a crush on somebody, and he asks her to do a spaghetti bridge. But it turns out that her boyfriend is the school bully, and things develop oh. from there. Oh, I like that story. And also, Yoink purchased on Comicsology ninety nine cents. Got it in my library now. <laughs> I'll be reading I wonder, it. You know what? We got to make a chart at one point that you know says your average purchases. During shows, Brian, Brian, I have a I have a bad habit of uh, if you come on the show, I mean, no matter what happens, you'll probably make at least one sale to this sucker because I'm all about <laughs> the comics. And if you're nice and friendly, I'm like even better. I want to support these guys. So yeah, head on over to Comicsology, or even better, head over to SplashPageComicBooks.com. There are links there to the Comicsology. Uh, site. I do read a lot of my stuff digitally. I do like to, when I am within uh, range, I like to go to the comic book stores. However, unfortunately, where I live, all those are about an hour and a half away, which makes me sad. However, hey, guess what, uh, Curtis? I have a, a library that stocks a pretty good bit of graphic novels and comics. And whenever I also talk, I also try to talk uh, talk them into uh, getting those those comics into those uh, libraries. So this is the public service announcement out there. If you can't afford a comic, or even if you can't afford a comic, you enjoy it, go to your public library. Or just send them an email, because a lot of them have a page request where you can just go in and request that book be purchased for your library locally. So not only will you get an opportunity to get the book, you also give somebody in your community an opportunity to read comics. And we, I love graphically told tales. I support them greatly. So, Curtis, can you tell us you a little guys- bit? Now, did you, Curtis, oh, Curtis, sorry. you was the uh, one. You the one who said you worked at the library, right? Yeah, I'm actually really glad you mentioned that because today I looked on the shelf where we had it on display, and mm-hmm. Beard Fist was gone. And I checked, uh, and I, I looked in our computer, and uh, it's actually it's the second time it's been checked out. So people are showing an interest, and in, it, nice. it's just that one issue that we have, the deluxe edition. Somebody bought it for for our library. Right, right. Ooh, can I? Can you say that? Uh, you say the deluxe edition is no longer. Is it out of print? Is there any way for me to still get it? Because I will suggest that one. Um. It, I believe, uh, unless I'm speaking um, 
out of league. I think it. I think it is out of print unless they mm-hmm. have one more at Jay and Silent Bob's in New Jersey, or or I think they're out at Rubber Chicken actually. Yeah, I was on. I was on the secret stash, hoping I could find it there, but uh, uh no luck. So what you gonna do? Uh, but maybe. How do you guys do do your reading? Do you prefer to read digitally or with actual like a real uh, comic book there in front of you? I'm I like. Oh, I prefer, sorry. sorry, I prefer the uh, the physical version. But that's just me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, if I if I I'm with, I'm with you guys. If I have the option, I like the physical version because you can take it anywhere. You can take it outside. You can take it to the, you know, places you might not. And then you can read it in bed. It's nice. It's something kind of cold, but about my iPad, something very cold. How about you, Matt? <laughs> I I read mostly digitally now. Yeah. Uh, comicsology like yourself uh yeah there's things i think in general i would prefer to read physically but there's there's nothing quite like the convenience of oh look at that i'm gonna get it and now i'm gonna read it that there's no question plus i don't have to feel all bad because every time i go to look now i have i have my i have my shrine to my favorite comic books where no one is allowed to even look at them but then i have a you know a collection (laughs) that is more communal and nothing upsets me more than when I get the comic book and I'm like, oh, somebody ripped one of the pages. Never happens digitally. But uh, someone ripped the page. <laughs> somebody bent a corner. Oh, my God. Somebody put this under something else and broke the back. And now it's got those creases in it. Yeah. Well, I feel like, like in a way, like I'm a bad fan if I don't have <laughs> – if I don't have physical media, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm a collector. I'm a collector by nature, so I collect, you know, Blu-rays and special editions of things. And I like to have my comic books. Like as soon as I finish a graphic novel, lining it up on the shelf, knowing that I've read it, you know, knowing that I've I've enjoyed the story. But then also, like five years from now, if I want to go back and, and read it again, and maybe it'll mean something else. Maybe it'll mean something different as I age. All good art always does that. Right. And not only is it not only is it a it's. It's almost a badge. It's like, yeah, look at that. I read. There's yeah. my there's my little badge right there. You like that? It's beautiful. Drew, how about you? Do you have a do you have like a collection of comics that are that are just like, oh, these are mine. Don't touch them. <laughs> well, I don't have any that are uh, so special. I won't let anybody touch them. But, right. Uh, I do have a couple of uh, long boxes stowed yes. away in my closet of all the comic books I collected as a kid, way before I could even actually read. Right. Um, so to, my cousins and I would, you know, look at the pictures and make up our own stories with them, which was honestly, uh, when I when I could figure out what they said, <laughs> figuring out like making your own story was always more fun. It is uh, a lot of fun, Drew. But I do go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I do have um, some graphic novels. I have like my my copy, oh, yeah. and then I have a lesser copy that I'm willing to like lend out to people. <laughs> I do that. I do that with some of my favorites. Okay. Like I've got the Watchmen, and then I got my loner copy. Don't touch it. I'll tell you. <laughs> what were you saying, something, Matt? Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you because we don't often uh, talk about ourselves too much on this show, but you you piqued my curiosity. Uh, yeah. What are some other titles in your do not touch shelf? Oh, for me, oh my gosh, I have like uh, the the old stuff that I collect. At one point in time, I became very interested in the X Men in the Phoenix storyline during the late '80s, uh, and I even went so far as to you know I was I was actually using that as wall art, uh, but I was I was boarding it and uh, putting it in bags, and then I was framing it and putting it on my walls, uh, and that was a lot of fun for me. And those still hold 
to me because I saw them every day, those covers. And uh, I remember going through, I'd take them out occasionally and read the stories and just, those, those are part of my, my history. And uh, so I, th- I think those are probably the ones, those, those X-Men that I had uh, during, during the Phoenix, Phoenix series stuff going on during the late 80s. I, I don't have uh, too much more. I, I take that back. I, do, I did collect uh, uh, Fathom. You guys remember Michael Turner's uh, Fathom? Anybody? I do not know. Oh my! I'm not, not. I'm not familiar with that. Oh my goodness! It is. It was a, a beautiful uh, comic series uh, by uh, Michael Turner, who passed away not not too, just a couple years ago. I don't know if you guys remember that. Not. I think he passed away from cancer. He was pretty young, uh, but he had he had did uh, he had did uh, pfft, published by Top Cow for a while. They were they were putting out all this great looking stuff that was just blowing everybody else's away because it was like printed on this great paper. And uh, we still had a lot of newsprint type comic books still out there. And this was all printed on high quality paper and the arts and colors would just like pop at you. Fathom, by the way, if you can't understand. Yeah, I'm, my... I'm looking at it uh, right now. Just did a quick Google image. Search. Right. This looks like it was from like maybe the mid 90s, that whole like right. image boom and all that. Right. It was it was like late. It was like late 90s. Uh, and it was. Uh, like I said, it was a little over-sexualized in some ways, but it was equally over-sexualized because all, all the people, male and female, were all equally exploited. And the characters were strong, so visually they were very attractive characters, but uh, they were also well, uh, well-told characters, in, in my opinion. And uh, I collected the first ten, and I kind of... Uh, read through them a bunch of times, and I, I just kind of put them to the side. And then when Michael Turner passed away, uh, it it really felt like we had lost something. So uh, so I kind of I kind of hit them a little bit. So now, what about you two guys? Are there comics that are like you consider to be? Oh, these are the titles that I love. My precious. My precious. I think the only one that I have like a physical copy of in that regard is. Uh... I'm a big fan of the Scott Pilgrim series. Yes. It's just, just visually and the way they tell a story, it's a huge inspiration to me. Yes. That is a great series. I like that one. How about you, Drew? That was me. Oh, was that you, Drew? Then why is Skype <laughs> showing Curtis's showing Curtis's face? Stop it, Skype. Okay, Curtis. Um, I don't know about specific comic books, but um certain creators. Um I really I'm a big fan of um Alan Moore and Grant Morrison and Frank Miller, uh, just in terms of how deep and cerebral their writing is. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's incredible that you can take a, even before a lot of, you know, Christopher Nolan's films and everything, like you could take a comic book story and really make it reflect society and have it have something really interesting to say. I just, uh, I aspire to write like that. Yes. Love all of that stuff. Hey, I got a question. Let's get back to the beard fist, the legend of. So, uh, you know, I've made a few beard jokes this episode. Do you guys ever think that you might run out of beard jokes? Gags? We don't really make any, so no. That's true. So, I mean, it's not, it's it's just there, right? It's just for window dressing, or how would you describe it? I think the whole, you know, essence of, of the name beard fist is just a sort of set the tone for the story right like yeah it sounds epic but it's also kind of silly yeah so try not to take ourselves too seriously when we're actually telling the story <laughs> well i do love there there's a couple images that i saw like i think on the tumblr page 
that had me cracking up. And uh, one of them was <laughs> Beard Fist arm wrestling someone with his beard. And uh, the other one that equally cracked me up was uh, the Beard Fist had like some brass knuckles on it. And I just thought that was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those were um, the, actually the arm wrestling one was one I'd done. It's just like a, just a random drawing to sort of get the field character more. Right, right. And we just ended up using that for the title page on uh, Comixology. Nice. Yeah. I like That's, it. So, yeah, that leads, to, leads me to another burning question. Beard Fist gets married. The ring goes on the beard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to say no, because uh, one of the great parts about him being a cartoon is that his hand on the beard is never the same hand. Oh. It, it sort of varies. Uh, I wondered about that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Drew, I've got to ask you, are you all digital or partially digital? What's the creation process for Legend of Beer Fist? It's actually more half and half. It's oh. um, I, I do all the inking, uh, like penciling and inking work um, physically in uh, on paper. Right. And then I scan it in and uh, color it in Photoshop. Makes sense. So are you using, uh, you say you're using, what kind of tablet are you using? I'm actually not using a tablet. No tablet at all? With a mouse, yeah. Wow. Ooh, wow. <laughs> like, Brave soul. Wow. Everybody's like, whoa, dude, that's yeah. amazing. Because This would definitely be a moment where if we had an audience, they would all go, ooh. Right, ooh. Kicking it. Uh, next thing you're, I'm next thing you'd be telling me you do it in paint. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, that'd be a fun challenge though, just for like uh, one short issue. That would be a Mar- fun Mario Paint. Mario Paint. <laughs> <laughs> that that's a, that would be a challenge, right? Because right. you have such you have such limited options with your colors and stuff. <laughs> right. Let me show you a trick. I would I would love to see that. I would love to see all that. Now, uh, all, speaking of seeing. Uh, where is the online social presence mostly at? The thing I saw that had the most activity when I was researching was the legend of beardfist.tumblr.com. Is that if I want to be social uh, with with the creators of the legend of beardfist, what where, where do I go? Where do I go? You could go to the Tumblr. That's more where we just try to keep people updated. So mm-hmm. if you have a Tumblr account and you're interested in the book, um, I would follow that. Yes, because then we post a lot of updates to that one. But if you want to actually get in contact with us, our Facebook page for Splash Page Comics is actually the best place to do that. Oh, there you go. So yes, that is on Facebook. Uh, let's see, Facebook.com forward slash Splash Page Comics dot com. I really am enjoying the Tumblr though because I always want to do more Tumblr, but I always just end up doing Instagram. I don't know why, but I do. I do have to say this though. On May the 25th, 2018, you got to see the legend of beardfist.tumblr.com. They have a mer person with no top on. X rated? <laughs> Not quite. I mean, Maybe R. It just, it's just breasts. It's know? just. <laughs> I don't, Drew, I, I, don't, I don't think like that was intentional in terms of the X rating thing. I think it's more just like you just want to show creatures in their natural state and have it be not a big deal, right? Right. Yeah, that was actually part of. Um, I was doing the mermaid challenge. And all of my mermaids, I, I drew well. Most there were one or two with uh, with tops, but it was like armor. Right. Um, the rest were just you know in their natural like mermaid state. So I didn't want to break up the pattern like that. I love it because she's got such a 
She's got, got such a look on the face like, yeah, what you going to do about it? Nothing. So <laughs> I was not familiar with Mermay, hashtag Mermay. Is that a Tumblr uh, hashtag primarily, or is that is that reached over to Twitter and other social media services? Oh, I can tell That's you it's different. on Instagram. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I, what, what's the deal with that, Drew? Is it just all, all month of, of May you try to get out as many uh, mer people as you can? Yeah, a ton of artists will all month long. They uh, they just draw a mermaid every day. Some go like above and beyond the Call of Duty with it. They're, they're really cool to see. Others, you know, it doesn't have to be anything special. So they just kind of like doodle the mermaid, and that's enough. You know, it's just, it just has to be like one every day. I like it. That's the only requirement. I like it. I did, I was. I don't know. I'm hashtag to death. To be honest with you, I I try to keep up with all of the different. Uh, months, but there's always there's always one I miss, and Mermaid is one I missed. I guess I've totally missed it because uh, it's July. Is there anything in July? Maybe a G- Jule? I don't know. What are they doing? There's usually a new one every month, yeah. Right. I'm not sure what the July one is, but uh, there's got to be one, you know? July Art Challenge. Is it just called July Art Challenge? How boring. It must oh, be a hashtag. Uh, Go ahead. There's Inktober, of course. Well, yeah, oh. but that's months away. What will I do until then? <laughs> all right excellent uh where was it okay so blah 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 we did that one we did that one and uh do, do, do. okay i want to ask curtis a little bit about uh the the writing process uh do you just like write down ideas during the week what is the what's the seed for the the ideas and how far do you take them before you pass them back to drew or is it you know, how, how does that part work? So like I mentioned before, we have our Sunday night um, Skype meetings. So mm-hmm. we basically are going to outline like the next couple pages of where the issue is going to go, um, what what our characters are going to do, you know, loose outline. And then during the week, I'll actually write the script. We'll use um, I'll use like a Google um uh, docs or drive and that way uh, I can send it to Drew he can, he can see it, he can edit, that kind of thing um, so we come up with the ideas on the weekend and during the week is, is when I'll actually write them into script uh, in, in, with script format I like it, so uh, do you have a over, overall arc for where you're going with the characters? a larger uh, we, we do but we can't there's, there's, there are spoilers we, oh, don't we tell them to me can't, we can't say any more than that I don't want you to tell me. I just want to know that you got a plan. That's all I'm saying. I'm just we saying. Do it. <laughs> we do it. And we, we really think audiences are going to like it. They're going to be yeah. surprised. That's good. That's great. So, okay. That implies to me that it's uh, meant to be a, a story with an ending. Mm-hmm. Or are you guys uh, yeah, looking to... We've always envisioned uh, Beard Fist as like a beginning, middle, and end type mm-hmm. of story. Right. Um, and so we're... we're sort of creating it with that in mind. Um, I mean, some stories, like a lot of the Marvel and DC books, where they can just keep going are great. But, I mean, when you have like a, like a solid arc to follow, sometimes that's, it's, it's more impactful by the end of it. I agree. I, I, prefer, uh, I prefer stories with an uh, ending, because when you don't have an ending for your characters... You get into all kinds of sticky situations, like some of these superheroes, like uh, you know, Batman and Superman might have been better served if they had stopped a long time ago. But, <laughs> but instead we get we get 
happy Superman, sad Superman, always sad Batman. But maybe... that's what I that's what I like that but that's what I like about the, the the big franchise characters how like they've been around this long and people have tried so many different things. It's always really interesting when they do something new. Like I like the big event that's going on right now where like Batman's marrying Catwoman or something. Yes. It's it's like a like a big promo thing DC is doing. It's like uh, you know, will I read it? Yeah. Will will I expect to like it? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it's a, I like the fact when people are taking risks. You know, I find DC does that a lot, especially with their movies. Like, they, they're always, I mean, they don't always hit the mark, but, like, I really respect big risks that are taken in order to try to reinvent something. That is the most positive thing I think I've ever heard anybody say about a DC movie. That is, <laughs> that is great because I get so sick of people complaining. Now, now granted... I had some big problems with Justice League of America, but I really was not that put off by Batman versus Superman. I actually kind of enjoyed it. Just don't tell anybody. No, I like the uh, what happened was a friend of mine um, got me to watch. There's like an extended R-rated yes. cut that's like almost three hours. Uh, the the one that was put out on Blu-ray, right. and it really irons out a lot of plot holes and uh, irons. It smooths out a lot of things, and uh, I don't know. It's just I think they should just let Zack Snyder do exactly what he wants and make the long films. I really, I'm holding off for his, his, um, the Snyder cut of justice league. I hope we, yes. we get it. We see some really experimental stuff. I like, uh, I, I said one time to somebody, I said, um, you know, everyone's like, Oh, DC movies. They're so, you know, boring and dark and, and depressing and everything. And I'm like, well, I like I like dark and depressing foreign films, so it makes it makes sense that I like it with my superhero films. This, that's true. You know, I get a lot of grief because I have never, I have always said, I don't think Sucker Punch is as bad as you think it is. Now, it's an interesting. It's an interesting mess. It is. <laughs> is entertainment. I mean, you don't always yes. have to be, you know. Look here, this is this is the absolute form of a movie. Here you go. I feel like it's a big giant music video, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah, it. I, I love. You don't it. always have to have a big healthy meal. Right. Sometimes you can just have candy. Have candy, all the candy. What was you saying, Drew? Have you seen the uh, extended cut of Sucker Punch? Of course I. I what are you, what are you kidding me? I have everything Sucker Punch. I have a Sucker Punch T-shirt. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't go that far, but I do have stuff. Yes, I have. Didn't mean to offend you. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's definitely the best way to watch the movie, yes. but like you said, it's the only way to enjoy it. It really is. It, uh, like, I, I like Zack Snyder's weird and, and kookiness. I, I, he, you know, he comes from, he comes from a generation of, of making music videos and that's what I grew up on. And I understand that language very well. And I think that language speaks just fine in those kind of movies to me, but I, I, I would like to see a different cut of the Justice League because I really felt like there were some things I, I couldn't get past a lot of the stuff. I was like, eh. Even I like, think the very, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I think the best word to describe Zack Snyder, not to go off on a long on a long tangent, but is I think he's misunderstood as right. far as what his what what his vision is and what people expect from Hollywood superhero movies. Right. Right. Oh man. Well, go ahead. What I like about him is he's very clearly a fan of mm -hmm. comic books, which. Some of these directors, you can tell they, they only kind of did a little bit of research. Hmm. But with him, you can tell the, the geekdom is strong. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Oh, you know, I even like, okay, I like Suicide Squad. I don't mean to be, turn this into the Zack Snyder fan club podcast, but uh, 
This is the this is the largest collection of positive vibes I have been a part of when it comes to Zack Snyder. So I just want to <laughs> I just want to hug it for just a minute and let's let it fade. Let's let it fade. Be what it was. All right. So hey, you know what? We're getting near the end of the show. I've had a great time with Drew and Curtis. You guys are amazing. I'm really enjoying what I'm seeing over at SplashPageComicBooks.com. I'm enjoying The Legend of Beard Fist. I picked that up. I picked up the other comic uh, that we had mentioned and uh, Building Bridges. Uh, and I learned something new about spaghetti. Now, is that cooked spaghetti? That you're supposed no, that's, to that, that, uh, no, that's uh, Ross <laughs> No, no, that's the raw spaghetti you get right out of the box. You glue it together and you make a structure that, like I said, that can support some kind of uh, heavy weight put on top of it. And the and the winner is the the one that can hold the most weight. That's much easier than I was thinking. Wet spaghetti, building bridges, don't do it. But we do have we do have one final question uh, for you guys, and then we'll if you then if you want to talk about uh, anything upcoming that that you're excited about, that's fine too. Uh, Matt. Bring us full, full circle. Well, we did kind of touch on it earlier, but uh, I'll put it more point blank. Uh, are there any artists or uh, writers or whatever that we should be aware of that we should be following? Actually, yeah, there's uh, there's another local artist that I'm a big fan of, sort of friends with. Uh, we kind of know each other. I met her when I was a teenager at Rhode Island Comic Con, actually. Um, you can find her on, her name is Jackie Musto. You can find her on Instagram as K and P, and that's K A Y A N D P. Uh, she writes sort of an LGBT comic. Um, her most popular one is called K and P. It's about a girl who can see a skeleton, and nobody else can, yeah. and it sort of opens up this this whole like mythical world. Eventually, uh, it's a really interesting read. She's got another one called Lady Skylock that she actually just wrapped up. So that's that's actually complete if you want to read it from start to finish. I'm digging this style. Wow, it's it's like it's cartoony, but she has such great volume and depth uh, in in the work. It really just pops out at you. That's nice. I like that. So and her and her name was what was her name again? Jackie. Jackie Musto. Yeah. Jackie Musto. I'll, I'll have to check her out as you as you should as well. Uh, I am looking at. K and DP, or no, I'm sorry. Ha, ha there's only one D in there. So K and P dot the comic series dot com is where I uh, found uh, the many, many issues. Uh, also, looks like there's been a Kickstarter project not too long ago. Uh, don't know if that funded or not, but this is all interesting stuff. We'll put that in the bank. Anybody else we would like to look at or read? Uh, is there any like uh, good resources out there for? for writing comics or collaborating or anything like that that we may have missed? Um, well, for, first, um, if I can recommend somebody, is that Absolutely. cool? Yes, please okay. do. I'm going to recommend the creative team of Jenny Wood and Jeff McComsey, and they do a comic book called Flutter, um, and which is which is really cool because it's actually just been picked up by Dark Horse and like mm. that they're going to release in like a deluxe edition. And um, Jenny writes the comic. It's about uh, it's a LGBTQ comic uh, about a teenager who's able to shape shift into the opposite sex in order to um, yeah. get with uh, their crush, and then the kind of unexpected consequences uh, of that. I think I saw something about this recently on Twitter. On the Twitter feed, but I didn't follow through. So see, Twitter, not impactful. Listening to the podcast, I'm going to check it out now. 
her writing's great. Uh, Jeff's artwork is awesome, and she's actually been a really big um, um, supporter of of mine to the point where she's she's become a mentor. She really oh, nice. when I was sending her a lot of sample scripts and so on. This was like before Beard Fist. Um, she was the vote of confidence that I really needed at the time. Like you know, I'm a newbie. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm trying to do this, and she's like, this is good, keep going. Like, she was very encouraging, so I can't thank her enough for that. That's great. Now, is she also local to you guys, or is she somebody met online? No, no, I met her at Rhode Island Comic Con, but she's okay. out of Boston. Nice. Um, out of Boston. Love it. And you can you can find her at um, JennyWood.com, and she's selling her books on Amazon, and she's also goes to local shows she is um she goes to the mice expo that's in um boston at leslie university it's the massachusetts independent comic book expo and uh drew and i are actually going to be um exhibiting our book uh beard fist there for the first time this year in october so we're really psyched about that oh, too that is awesome that is cool hey we be able to make it matt uh-oh I don't know if he's still Sorry, here. I, was, uh, I was surfing. I was trying to find that uh, that URL, so I kind of zoned got, out for a second. That's okay. I got Jenny. I got it. I'm putting it in the. I'm putting it in the uh, in the notes now. So I was. Oh, at, I should know. Right. Oh, you got it. You got this. So, oh, it's Jenny with an IE, not a Y, Brian. Get it right. All right. Hey, you know what, Drew? Thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you. Where? Hey, no problem. Thanks for me. Absolutely. Where uh, can people follow you, stalk you on social media? Are you a social person? Can can we follow you on Twitter or Instagram or something? Or is it best just to follow you through the the splash? No, I'm on I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter too, but like I don't post as much comic related stuff there. Right. Uh, but if you follow me on Instagram, it's uh, it's Drew underscore C underscore Kelly. All right, I'm gonna add that to the notes. And, of course, Curtis, where can people follow you? They can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dollar Store Film. So there's there's the film coming back. I can't, hey. I can't forget about, I can't forget about my, my cinema and my influence in uh, my movies and everything. And, um, yeah, and the last thing we want to mention, if we can, is that um, we have a GoFundMe that we're going to be doing. Oh. So we're going to our second one, and we're also doing pre-orders on new a new batch of Beard Fist starting really, really soon, like almost immediately. Excellent. Now, wh where can I find that information? At is that something that I can link to, or um, we're actually we're the GoFundMe is under construction right now, right, but right. we are going to get it up and running in the in the next couple weeks. Excellent. So you can just bounce back to me for email if you feel like. If not, I'll follow you on uh, on the Twitter because I'm sure you'll announce it there. Uh, okay, that's it. That's all. That's all I got, which is perfect because that puts us right on time. So thank you guys. Thank you so much, Drew and Curtis. It's been a true pleasure. I don't feel like we got to talk about everything we want to talk about. So please, in the future, once you get some more uh, some more comics out there and you and you have your next project, come back on the show and hopefully Joel will be back and be feeling better. Uh, we miss Joel. Uh, hope his head feels better. What you gonna do? Follow Joel at uh, is it is it Joel Duggan on Twitter? Is that right, Matt? I think that's right. Yeah, he's yeah. got that name everywhere. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just go to StarcrossedOnline.com. Follow and look at that comic because he does a thing, and he also ForgePublishing.com. He, you know, he helps people, other artists, uh, get their work out there. He's uh, Forge Publishing. And Matthew, where can people visit you? 
Best place to find my work is on YouTube. Just do a search for my name, Matthew Ducharme, or Matt the Wad. Excellent. You can follow me at the Brian Dunaway on Twitter. I have my own website, BrianDunaway.com, and everything that we do with Comics Coast to Coast is broadcast on ComicsCoastToCoast.com. Uh, links there to our YouTube channel, as well as our iTunes feed for this show. Uh, and if you'd like to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com forward slash Comics C2C. We generally put out this show an extra 24 hours early to our patrons as a thank you for their support. Uh, that's all I can think of. So I guess we will see you guys next week. Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Uh, also, hey, Curtis, can you give me a little check? Mic check. Mike. Mic check one. Mic check one. Mic check two. 
Excellent. Also, Drew, can you give me a little check? Hey, yo, what's up? My name is Drew Kelly. Coming at you again. <laughs> Fuck, I'm sorry. Perfect. <laughs> That's going into the blooper reel.